If you guys could make any video game into a movie, what would you choose and why? I would choose StarCraft because okay. it could go a couple of ways. You could do like a really... I mean, it's just a, StarCraft the game is just an alien aliens knockoff anyway. In the pipe, five by five. Exactly. Is it? Is that going to be a horror movie, right? It can be any kind of movie? Anything. Right. So okay. it could be more of like an aliens kind of adventure military movie about a small group of Marines or whatever. Or it could be a horror alien movie. But the whole story of like the Protoss and all that, it'd be cool to see on screen. So that would be my, my selection. Also, because I'm a big Blizzard fanboy. I actually think that'd be a good choice, man. We need some more sci-fi movies. Yeah, out there, it right? feels like there's been some a lack big, of some big, like stake sci-fi movies. Yeah, and I feel like there's enough lore and storylines there that you could really milk that into a two-three trilogy type movie. Absolutely, if you wanted, right? Yeah, between StarCraft One and StarCraft Two, and the Zerg are such a gross race. You know, right. that would be cool to see on screen. That's yep. Zerg offensive. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zerg. <laughs> Good choice, John. We apologize to all our Zerg listeners out yeah, there. I'm, I'm going to have to write an apology on Twitter. There you go. Way to go. What do you got, Garrett? Real simple. My favorite game? Metal Gear Solid. No. I loved me some, I loved me some Metal Gear Solid. Hmm. Um, but no. Jet Set Radio Future. I know when to pay the front line, take the don't. Ooh. The game done in Spider-Verse style animation with me picking out the songs for the soundtrack. We get some like rise up against the like corporate machine level shit. We yeah. keep it to the street. We got yeah. the imagery. We got the paint. We got everything, man. The GGs, the love shockers, they back up in this bitch. Oh, you get the yo-yo with the I, hoodie. I am 100%. Get Potts the dog. You know what? We can get Idris Elba as Professor K. Bring the ladies in. Wow. That's actually you know be pretty good. Would it be gray-haired Professor K or black-haired Professor K? Uh, you know what? We'll let Idris pick. Okay. Doesn't he That's normally great. have no hair? So it's going to be a no hair. True, but well, we can, it's, it's going to be animated, though, bro. Oh, good point. It's going to be That's animated. Right, right. You did voice. say animated. This is the voice. You're I think right. this is a great idea. This is a very stylized video game with some heavy hip-hop and, uh, like, Techno. Techno style music. Um, if John, if you're not familiar, it came out in the early 2000s. Yeah, never even heard of it. Sega, Sega game. Um, fantastic music by Hideki Naganuma. Mm -hmm. um, man, the tracks. I, I still listen to the soundtrack to this day. Cool. Like, I will put it on while I'm just doing stuff. Just visually, it was just an insanely cutting edge. Like it just had like a really unique art style. It's about these like you know street gang street gangs in Tokyo that basically use like spray paint to kind of like you know fight this corporate takeover that's happening that basically is going to squash all creativity and freedom. It's pretty solid. It'd be okay. a great animated film. Good pick. That's it. All right. Mic drop, except it's on a stand. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my quick answer would be Metroid. I want to see Metroid. Okay. I, that movie, that game is inspired by the Aliens franchise. So I think it would make a very good movie to bring it all back that. around. Um, that has to be done right, though. Like, uh, it, it's got to be. Because it could be really yes. it could be really cool with like the visual styles of like the creatures and stuff like that. But if it's done cheesy, this is just going to be a train wreck. It's got to give the, the, the surreal feeling of isolation. Samus the main character mm -hmm. who's the bounty hunter has to be alone and she's got to have minimal lines. Now maybe that would be suited better for like an animated type thing, but I would love to see an actual video. I think it can work. Uh, Tom Hanks did cast away. You know, we could have her like leaving the place to go like do the mission. So there's a few characters there, but once she's there, she's on her own. That's true. Maybe, maybe a few like voiceover, like communications via the suit. But for the most part, it's a very isolated. Yeah. Kind of thing. And it'd be dark. It'd I think Quiet Place would be more like what you're thinking. Like, Except there's like, multiple characters there, but yeah. Yeah, but there's no dialogue. So you can, yeah. I guess it proved you can do a movie with very limited dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. It, again, it can be done. It just has to be done right, or it's just going to be a total, like, 
typical video game movie train wreck. That's one of them. Here are my pitch for movie number two. Two? It's called Super Mario Kart. <laughs> are you ready? It's Fast and the Furious, but Did you bring Mario John Kart. Leguizamo back? <laughs> Garrett nailed it. I want the director of Fast and Furious to do this one. Here's my pitch. Okay. Luigi's lost his way because Mario's getting all the attention. He's got all the fame and glory, and he feels like he's just a you know a, a third wheel, fourth wheel, fifth wheel, fifth wheel. Fifth that's it. Wheel? He's a fifth wheel on this Mario Kart. He's <laughs> hanging around with the sniffits out on the outskirts of the Rainbow Road, and he's snooting up them Tanuki soup bumps, and he's smoking that fire flower. He's hanging with the wrong crowd. Wow. According to who? <laughs> He's a real I guess Goomba. It depends on your uh, outlook on life. Um, while this is going on, Bowser swoops in and kidnaps the princess. He's also going to finally, uh, uh, Lizard King here is going to use his brain and he's going to kidnap Mario too. He's going to take what? his nemesis and the princess with him. Now it's, it's going to be a redemption story for our Luigi. He's going to have to race his way back into our hearts, get into <laughs> Bowser's castle, and he's going to rescue his brother and the princess. At the same time along the way, he's going to find something about himself and the courage to live up to the title of a Super Mario brother. Just stick to the Metroid. <laughs> Honestly, what we need to see is we need a Mad Max Fury Road version where basically Luigi straps Mario to the front as a blood bank <laughs> and then drives in the fucking like, you know. I mean, I'm into that too. He like drives past yeah. Bowser. He's like, witness me. <laughs> you were so close to the tagline they would use. He said he saves the princess. He saves his brother. And along the way, he saves himself. That's right. Oh. That's it. I think that would be a fun movie. I think it'd make some money. Super Mario Kart, rated R. Rated <laughs> R. <laughs> rated hard X. Oh, no. There's a site for that, I'm sure. You won't believe what Birdo does in scene four. Don't go find Birdo porn. <laughs> or do. We don't judge. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined by John and Garrett. Fellas, how are we doing today? It's another day. Better than you could ever be or ever imagine being. God damn. Suck on that, Mark. Oof. I'm not that good. I'm way, way less good than that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm nowhere near that level of Care Bear. Uh, Whatever. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway. Um, what have you guys been up to since the last time we've been recording? I watched a scary movie. You did? It didn't end up being that scary. What was it? It's called Ghost Dad with uh, oh, Bill God. Cosby. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to watch any of his properties. Anymore. I didn't. I thought it was going to be a scary movie about ghosts and possession. It was not. It was just about a dad who came back as a ghost. How did you not know what that was? Did you not read the description or where did you even find Ghost Dad? It was a yeah. recommendation from John. No, it was not. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I didn't watch Ghost Dad. With Let me Cosby. save you some other time. There's another movie out there. It's called Ghost not scary. You're going to be disappointed. Oh, see, that was Patrick that was next Swayze to my cue. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I heard Whoopi was in that. Yeah, I know. Even though it has the word ghost in it, and technically it does have a ghost. Not a horror movie. We should do an episode where we just review like non-ghost movies. That we're like, <laughs> we thought this was a scary movie. That's it. We've been duped. It's our next April Fool's. Yeah. Anyway. I didn't really watch Ghost Dad. I don't know what that movie was about. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you, John? Anything? 
Um, I watched a movie that I gave half a star to. Oh, Why do you? Yeah. Oh boy! When you look back on your it. when you look back on your life, I hope you like have this red box, whatever thing. Letter you box. Letter yes. box. Is it is it uh, Big Ben goes to Hell House LLC three? No, I didn't finish <laughs> oh. this one because boy, wow, you turned it off. Yes, it was so boring. It's called a haunting on Potter Street, the <laughs> Potter Street Station. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the sequel to Thomas the Tank Engine. It's uh, terrible. Apparently, it's part of a series of a haunting on movies. Uh, this is made by the makers of a haunting on Hamilton Street. <laughs> Are we just picking random roads in America <laughs> and we're making haunted house movies uh, I now? I think this is in England. Um, but anyway, it's one of those, oh, we're ghost hunters and we're going to be locked in a haunted place for uh, overnight or whatever. And holy fuck, it is boys like an amateur movie. I would not be surprised if I found out it was filmed like on a fucking iPhone. It was iPhone 3GS. Yeah, it was so boring and it really breaks my heart that these people made a movie before this and were allowed to make a movie again. It breaks my freaking heart. <laughs> yeah, there's people out there with good movies. You're selling the good name of film. <laughs> well, yeah, there's people with good ideas can't get them made. This fucking people managed to make two movies. Well, what are, you, what are we talking budget-wise here? 20 bucks? Uh, yeah, if, if they're yeah, lucky. Maybe on gas. All right, well, there you have it. Pocket change. So anyway, Amazon might really try to push this movie down your fucking throat for some reason because it came up constantly on my Amazon Prime. Uh, well, that's because it's going off your history of I've seen every haunted movie ever. Yeah, well, it really is scrounging the bottom of the barrel for you at this point, John. <laughs> Don't watch it. There you go. It's a rebuke. Stay away. Uh, you guys like remakes, right? You're all about reboots, remakes. Well, can't favorite. wait for that Child's Play remake. Crickets, anger, <laughs> punch. Bloody disgusting is bringing us news that we are getting a new Final D. A new one or a remake? Final Destination? Final Destination is making its way back. I'd be all right with a new one. This uh, was reportedly, it's going to be brought to us by the Saw sequel writers, Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan. Um, Of Dunstan Checks In fame? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Rebooting the Final Destination franchise, it began in 2000 with James Wan directing. Yeah, so this isn't so going to be a continuation. It's... This is a full reboot we got going on with the guys who wrote the Saw sequels. Why do they have to reboot it? What's the point of that? This movie is so standalone. Every especially movie stands by the on end. its own. Like the, yeah. the premise is fine. Like you don't need a reboot. Just start a new movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is Spider-Man, Rinse Uncle Ben so- again. You know, yeah. we're going to have to go through Uncle Ben's death. Again Rinse just and to get repeat. You're fine. Yeah, this is a, the kind of premise that doesn't really have a lot of continuity. So. <laughs> yeah, that, a reboot seems pointless. Yeah, right. You've already established the rules. You need to know, go watch the other ones and come right. back for number seven or whatever the hell. The only on. reason I can think of is is they don't want to be like Final Destination 9 because then people are going to be like, oh, do I have to watch the other eight? And maybe it'll like push people away. But then just don't put a number on there and who cares? Yeah, yeah. use some generic subtitle like Origins or Resurrection right. or Reloaded or whatever happened. <laughs> Death nothing. comes knocking. Though, you know, something. Yeah, anyway. Wasn't the last Final Destination movie just called Final Destination anyway? No, no. It was, it was like five, no, Final whatever. Destination 5 because the fourth one was the Final Destination. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. And yeah. then it wasn't because Final Destination 5 came out and now they're like, you know what? Let's reboot it. You guys and your horror films and the finalings, you got to yeah. stop putting that word in there. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm not particularly excited about the Final Destination franchise, but, you know, they want to make another one. Doesn't hurt me. To any. me, it's like the Transformers of horror movies. It's not like su- they're not superb movies, but are they like fun popcorn movies? Yeah. All right. Put them on and watch some insane visuals and go about my life. John. Mark. 
You've mentioned before that you do not like the Alien Isolation game. No, I did not. Are you thrilled to find out that they're bringing us another chapter in Amanda Ripley's story, Alien Blackout? If the gameplay is not... All right, what you need to do is sneak across the whole level, press a button, and then sneak back all the way across the level... Then yes, because I actually thought the story was interesting. Um, and when I decided that I was never going to finish that game, I went and read about what the rest of the plot was that I missed. So uh, Would it make a better novel than a game? For me, personally, I am aware that a lot of people like that sneaky kind of gameplay. Uh, so they would probably say no. But I liked the, uh, the story better than the gameplay. Hmm. So the game got in the way of it. Yes, for me. Right. I will say that it goes on a little long. Um, it's about like it took me like seventeen hours to get through that, but the right. story is actually pretty good. Right, it's probably actually only like four hours of gameplay, but because you have to crawl everywhere and hide a lot, it took you seventeen hours. Yeah, replaying a lot of sections when you get caught by the alien, and you got to oh, go through another so you know run of it. I get it, but this one is it seems to be set more in the vein of I'm going to show my age here. Uh, Ground Zero Texas from the Sega CD or one of those style games where you have camera systems like Night Trap. Um, I guess the more recent version of that would be like Five Nights at Freddy's. Ground Zero Texas from the Sega Genesis CD. Could you pick the more (laughs) deep cut? I'm going to show my age with this game. No one will know. The Um, year was 1903. (laughs) Mark had just gotten a video game system. 90% of our audience just found out there was a Sega Genesis CD. (laughs) They're like, what? Go look into it. Those games are stupidly bad, but I love them. Anyway, yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I think it's going to take on that style. There's people. uh, It looks like Amanda Ripley may be controlling some sort of camera system where she can lock out certain rooms, keep the alien out while trying to keep these other people alive. That could be cool. If it was more puzzle-based than sneaking-based, I might be down for that. Yeah, the only the only questionable thing is it's on mobile. Not yeah. a huge mobile gamer, but this seems like it would fit okay with touch-style controls. When you got to use that virtual D-pad that I am not on board yeah. with. Yeah. Um, Hate so, the virtual D. <laughs> the virtual D. <laughs> Final D and virtual D <laughs> coming at you this year. Um, that's not out yet at time of recording, so uh, that's something. If that's not spelled coming at you with a U. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, I'll keep an eye out that. I'll try that out. Um, it's going to be four ninety nine. No microtransactions. So that's a good that's, deal. Yeah, that's uh, something to look forward to. Also out, some fan has remade PT. Yes, which is one of my favorite horror experiences of all time. It's remade. And it's been released on the computer PC. Um, if you don't have it. Go get it now. There's no guarantee this thing will be out forever. Yeah, uh, Konami, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna take it down at some point. Yeah, Konami's already squashed a couple of these uh, fan re, uh, remakes, so go get it while you can. I think everybody should try this out. It's like via Steam. Oh, no, you go to the site, right? Yeah, you go go to the website, click the download, yeah. and then you've got an EXE that you can launch uh, and experience it. We are actually going to do a video sometime in the future along the side the release of this episode where John is going to play PT for the first time. Yes. Well, to be fair, I played it for about 45 seconds already. I know. I told you to turn it off. Yes, he did <laughs> tell me to turn so it off. So you I, will play it for the first time. <laughs> when I uh, I'd left the room and then turned it off. Yeah. PT, if you don't know, was a trailer, uh, was a uh, demo that was put out on the PlayStation Store back in 2015 now. Um, 2014, the end of 2014. I can't believe it's been that long that revealed itself to be a Silent Hills trailer that was ultimately canceled. It was being created by Kojima of Metal Gear fame, Guillermo del Toro of uh, Pan's Guillermo Labyrinth. Del Toro. I know, I stumble <laughs> over that word a lot. Guillermo, Gu- Guillermo del Toro. Thank you, Garrett. 
and Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead. You th- you think of Pan's Labyrinth? That's what you would go with for him. Pacific Rim is my absolute favorite film of his. I know it's one of his more like I less like horror, Rim. I'm but with I you. love that movie. See, I'm a Hellboy guy. Yeah, that's what I would Hellboy, say. Hellboy, baby. I mean, his his Pan's and his other like you know yes. movies like that 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 little trilogy. Those were great. Um, I love the visuals of them, but I still think he touched on. I'm excited for the new Hellboy. Let's take a moment to talk about how the new Hellboy is coming out, mm-hmm. but. I think the new Hellboy is going to be very entertaining, very dark, very cool. But I love what Del Toro did with um, the Hellboy franchise. So I agree with kudos. Garrett. Hats off to you, sir. I wish they could have got that third one made. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I would have loved to have seen it. Perlman was the shit. Um, I loved everything about what they were doing. I think it would have been a really interesting take. Um, I also wonder though, because this new one seems to be focused a little more along the lines of the book, a little more dark, kind of like you know. Again, I have to see it though. But um, I'm excited for both. But I would love for him to get the chance to to finish all three. Visually, it looks cool. I don't know if I particularly cared for the tone of the trailer, but I think there was there seemed to be a little bit of fan backlash after that trailer based on the tone of it. And I think the guy because well, of, of the song, the right. song that they used made it feel like real kind of like ooh, isn't this going to be like a Guardians fun light hearted thing? And exactly. they should have just been like real dark, like shit is about to go tits up, yo. Which uh, I forget his name. The actor from Stranger Things playing Hellboy is like David um, David. Peck and Paw, I don't know. David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> he came David out, Beckham. Wow. Um, it's none of those Davids. Um, but he did come out and say, hey, guys, this is going to be what you want. It's going to be violent. It's going to be dark. Yeah. So um, looking forward to that. I think there's a bit of fan backlash. Could go after every single internet trailer that has <laughs> ever been released. Never once have people been like, fucking nailed it. Especially if it's based off of like a below property. Yeah. So God returns to backlash, but I just love you children. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, where you been this whole time? You we break- wanted white Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Internet doesn't like something more. Yeah. Six. <laughs> that is not news, but <laughs> to wrap this back into PT, I did finally finish that last night. The ending, how to get it is a little obtuse, but I, uh, after did they time, actually play the cinematic trailer after you beat it? It did. The thing with Norman Reedus. So they full on aped, like ripped it off from Konami. They no, no, no! The I played. Thing. I played this, the the PlayStation. That's program. what I'm. Oh, the PlayStation yeah, one. I still oh, okay. have it on my like, my system. Does the does the PC one have the Norman Reedus trailer when you beat it? That's a good question. I don't know. There's minor alterations that have been made. Yeah. Um, well, I know they use the, the same model as Lisa. Yeah. And I, we shouldn't say too much because if you ha- if you haven't experienced it, you should really do yourself a favor. If you have access to it, go play it. I will tell you this: the experience is different for each person. It is randomly generated. Mark, me and Mark both downloaded this the same night and he ran through the actions you're supposed to take. I think it was like, what, seven or eight times before anything happened. Right. My first run through, I got fucked. Like it was, <laughs> I, I ended up like, like, oh, to hell with this. Like it is, it is pretty jarring. It's amazingly well done of what they did. But um, that was the beauty of it is everyone was, no one knew what to do. It was unique for each playthrough. Lisa would be in random places, certain things would happen. And it was, it was this really great community experience um, before we even knew what it was. And then the puzzle was solved. We found out that it was a playable trailer for the new Silent Hills game that never came out. Yeah. But um, yeah, do yourself a favor, go check it out. John, you'll get to see John scream like a small child when he plays it. Temper your expectations. I have yet to really ever be scared by a video game for some reason. Oh my dude. Oh my dude. I uh, uh, played it again last night. I was still having the hair on my arms stand on end and I was still creeped out and I almost turned it off. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, but I was like, no, I want to fucking finish this thing. And I pushed through and I finally got through it. 
And that says like four years later, I know what could happen and it still fucks me up. Yeah. Um, well, check out our YouTube channel. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, let's get into today's episode. For the 20th anniversary of Silent Hill, we're going to do Silent Hill. How about that? Whoa. The game released in January 31st, 1999. You told Jeez. me we were doing Amadeus. I'm sorry. I, I uh, meant to... I didn't update you. You didn't get my second text. The wrong movie. I listened to the song. I thought that's what we were... <laughs> Rock me Amadeus, huh? <gasps> Amadeus, Amadeus. So this franchise came out in 1999. I bought it day one, and I've loved it ever since. Wait, you bought Silent Hill day one on PlayStation? I still have my copy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You're the only person I've ever met who knew about this game when it first came out. Oh, man. I remember seeing pictures of it in the in the magazines and things like that. And I was like, dude, I, I was, like I said before in one of the other episodes, like I was into horror games. I will tell, when we get to the point, I'll <clears> tell you my, my first experience with Silent Hill 1. Okay. Um, this game was created by a team in Konami known as Team Silent. Uh, they were a group. <laughs> Very creative. Yeah, like that. Uh, it was a, it was a group of game designers that had some failings with projects that they had been working on. They were all new to the studio. Konami had a, a series of seasoned designers that didn't know how to do 3D very well. This was right into the PlayStation era, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the change from 2D to 3D was pretty massive. And, and it was rough, man. Those early 3D games are terrible. Well, many are fun. They do not hold up, though. You're absolutely right. But at the time, right. like going from Super Nintendo 2D graphics to PlayStation 1 3D movement models and levels was mind-blowing. Truth. I remember I went over to a buddy's house after school one day, and he was playing Twisted Metal. I was like, what the fuck is this magic? <laughs> like, I don't even know. I like It looked real to me. You know, yeah. it was like just my brain was processing these 3d images and it was like that's it you know i was a sega guy up until this point and i was going to get the sega saturn and then watching twisted metal on the ps1 i was like nope i'm flipped i'm over <laughs> like and i went and got a ps1 you know i begged my parents to finally get one for christmas right. and i loved every moment with it i still have it in all the games and you're right a lot of that stuff is rough yeah you look at those three 3d models now and you're like ugh. yeah they're just like rectangles on top of squares <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> they don't hold up well. Um, Silent Hill, on the other hand, I just ran through it again. And yes, it's it shows its age, but it's still one of the better titles, I feel, for the PlayStation. It also came out of the tail end of the PS1's life. 1999, we were on the cusp of the Dreamcast and PS2. moving into the PS2 era. So I think that helped it a lot. Um, it's still very playable. Is it on the PS1 Classic? No. It's and that's so fucking frustrating. Sony missed the mark so hard with that classic system by leaving off key titles. Yeah. And it didn't sell. Now you can go out and buy the classic for 60 bucks. It's been marked down $40. I was at Target this morning and they have like a display case that is just filled with them. Oh, like they really? cannot get rid of yeah, them, man. This thing ain't selling. Um, so I, I literally think it's because that the game lineup that they included on that thing is just subpar. Yes, it had a couple titles. It had your Tekken 3. Um, it had, what, Cool Borders 2 or something like that. But overall, there's a lot of Final Fantasy 7. But overall, there's a lot of titles that people associate with the PlayStation, which is missing. Silent yeah. Hill, Tomb Raider, Crash Bandicoot, you know, like all these things yeah. that were Did it have a Wipeout associated. game on it? Um, I don't think it did. It might have been missing Wipeout too. That's, that, the thing, yeah, that's, that's another one that's like that was one of the things that when you first like realized how fast video games could go, Wipeout really kind of put you like, whoa, games can move this. Is that quick? the jet ski one? Oh, it's like the futuristic it, it, racing one, like uh, the hover racing one. Okay. I think you're thinking of Jet Moto. Oh, also, could yeah. have been included on this thing, yeah. but it wasn't. I like that one. Um, so, Team Silent. Uh, <laughs> it's a group of, of folks who were put together. 
They were given free reign to create something. Konami said, "Hey, this this uh, this Resident Evil thing over here, this thing is blowing up. We guys want you. We want you guys to make us uh, one of these." Right. And they're like, "We're not going to tell you what to do. You guys know 3D better than us. You're the new crop of people that kind of understand how 3D stuff works." Um, so they created Silent Hill. I think it's hard to deny how influential and how big Resident Evil was when it dropped. Before that, we'd only had Alone in the Dark as really a, a survival horror title, but Resident Evil did it so much better. So it's not surprising that all these companies wanted to make their own version and kind of capitalize on that. I would say the differences between the two, you know, uh, Silent Hill has more of a psychological horror, a more... Uh, moody atmospheric horror going on where Resident Evil's definitely like, you know, you're a cop, you're a super cop, you're an agent, you're shooting these things. Whereas Silent Hill is you're Harry Mason, you're a dad with like a, you know, a, a wrench, you know, <laughs> trying to go find your daughter. So it's definitely, you can see some differences there. Interesting. So in the game, the protagonist is a male? Yes. Okay. Which is a big change from the movie. Right. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. So I think while Resident Evil definitely had its, its mood music and its atmosphere, I think with the addition of the fog and some of these elements that Silent Hill brought into it. Wasn't the fog an accident? Like it was a technical limitation? It was masking the fact that there was a technical limitation yeah. to this because Resident Evil, all their backgrounds were 2D with 3D models placed over it. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill took it upon themselves to map every 3D object in this world along wow. with the levels. Because of that, the PlayStation had to load all this shit, so the draw distance is very short. Right. So they masked it by having this fog in there. And then it became this like iconic staple, item, right. yeah. Um, one of uh, you know some of the influences for these guys when they were making Silent Hill, obviously, The Mist by Stephen King. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Oh one. yes, love The Mist actually. Good also, book. random Good. Japanese horror, Jacob's Ladder, Twin Peaks. Uh, a lot of this random stuff. Japanese horror, huh? It's <laughs> yeah. a strong influence. I don't have any <laughs> examples, but I think you can see it in their, you know, their creature models and things of that nature. It's a Japanese company, so it's kind of the zeitgeist there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that's kind of where we set up. And these guys, uh, when this game released, it was a big hit, and it's it been cited as an influential series on a lot of properties. Stranger Things, for instance, they had the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. The creators have said that was a direct influence from Silent Hill. Really? Yeah, among oh. some others. So this is this is a heavyweight franchise in the game in the in the gaming world. It wouldn't be until game two though that I think they really cemented their place as like, dude, this is how you do psychological horror. It really it really had a better understanding of what it wanted to become. I don't want to say it was directionless, but one like if you look at one's lore and story, it's been pieced together by a lot of people outside the game. It's been kind of created and applied to what that game is. There's some of it in the game. But there's so much of it that's unsaid and unspecified in the game itself that it's kind of like, it's kind of nebulous. And number two, they knew exactly like how things worked, the background, the story, you know, like the history. They didn't give it all to you. They didn't serve it all up, but they had it all fleshed out for the most part as the way it felt. And um, visually, they also just hit home a new level of what creepy ass horror games were going to look like. You're correct on the story bits. Uh, they're, they're very piecemeal and they don't give it to you in abundance. Mm-hmm. So as a player, it's up to you to go and find all these things and notes and memos you can read throughout to kind of give you a background of what the hell's going on here. And then you got to kind of piece it together yourself, which is one right. thing that happened with the, the Silent Hill community is a lot of people like, well, it's this. And it's like, no, it's this. And it's because everyone got to kind of interpret these piecemeal, you know, story plots to what they wanted. And I guess over time it's kind of been, you know, fleshed out a little bit more, but 
The yeah, members, and two, that wasn't quite as abundant. Right. Two is almost its own separate thing. Like it has very little to do with the cult story of Silent Hill, which you're familiar with in the movie, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some definitely. I guess to set a little XP, I've never played any of the Silent Hill games. Right. Ever. Um, I, my, my only knowledge of the Silent Hill universe are the two movies. Um, so that is why Mark is there's like there's like nine games date. and let's say maybe five like legit entries. I want to I mean, I'm not counting downpour so much, but like there's maybe like five legit games where people like can recognize if you're into gaming, you kind of recognize these games. Yeah, the rest the may five. or may not have touched, you know, but mm-hmm. um, it's 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 established. Games one and three are directly tied together and three really builds on the story of the cult and their religion and what the town is exactly. Um, again, it's presented in the same way as game one, where you have to go dig through and look for, and there's a lot of fan theories on that. But one of the cool things with team silent is a lot of these members have actually come out and like told them that's wrong. Yes. Yes. Ah. You're on your, you're on the right path and things like that. They'll give little hints and things and like kind of push the, the, yeah. the, the community towards the correct answer. So even all these years later, people are still piecing things together. A lot of it's pretty much figured out by now, but like as people were figuring this out, ah, okay. they, they were actually involved in like, mm, that's not what we meant. Like Getting a little cold, hot kind of. Right. Yeah, okay. you know, not so much a game, but just kind of like, yeah, okay, run with it. In my restless dreams, I see that town, Silent Hill. So I want to talk a little about Silent Hill, the town itself. John, you were asking me, um, you're like, I don't know what this town is. Like, what do you, is it Oh yeah. purgatory? So when I was watching, is it the uh, dimensional thing? Or? Right. I couldn't figure out if they were dead or if they were in like a demon dimension. And then if they were dead, what happens? Depends on the ending you get. <laughs> if, you, exactly. if you die while you're at in Silent Hill, because in the movie people die while they're there. Do you go to, to like a second Silent Hill, like Silenter Hill. I've got quite a bit of info here and I'll try to help answer you okay. and get you understanding. Again, this is all the game information and I'll, I'll try to tell you exactly where it differs with the movies. All right. Okay. I have one question real quick before we get into it. Cause in the movie it says Silent Hill, West Virginia. West Virginia. Is um, Silent Hill actually based in West Virginia in the games? Or is that yeah, something they yes. added for the movie? Yes. Okay, cool. I just, I never, I never knew that piece of information. I was like, I wonder if that's like game canon. Since you brought up its location, I will go ahead and let you guys know that the actual inspiration for Silent Hill is Reno, Nevada. That's like some <laughs> town in Pennsylvania, right? Right. There's a town called Centralia, Pennsylvania, where there has been underground coal fires burning for 50 years. Um, this is also mentioned in the movie as well. But this is an actual town. Now it's a ghost town. The state of Pennsylvania bought up all the land and tried to force out all the residents to get out of there because it's creating holes in the ground. And some places are so hot that it will burn you if you're walking on it. Jeez. That's crazy. I love this, <laughs> yeah. but that's crazy. But there's still a few holdouts that won't leave. And they've the Pennsylvania is like, once you're dead, your land goes to nobody. You are the last resident of this area. But it's just so hard to believe that there could be fires burning under the earth for 50 years. That's, yeah. not, that's not hard to believe. How do you wrap your mind around that? How does it not go out? The coal. The coal. But eventually it's going to burn out. How much coal is in the ground? Uh, apparently you, 50 years you, worth. You understand how the crust and the earth, you understand how earth works, right? It's entirely 
<laughs> I'm saying just to like, tr- it's, it's a crazy pretty concept. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking concept, about. But like, it's just one of those natural phenomenon. It's just kind of like, wow, that's fucking nuts. Imagine being the guy who started that fire. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bad day for you, huh, buddy? <laughs> Since 1962, that's he when the fire started. Stop smoking. Exactly. <laughs> Some guy <laughs> threw his fucking cigarette butt down. The, it's a mine shaft. Who cares? And that what was the end dummy. of that. Thanks a lot, guy. So Silent Hill itself, John, exists on multiple realities. Okay. Okay. It's their mirror reality. So what you're going to see, you know, you got a building here. That building exists in the other realms. You've got a fog world. You've got an other world. In some games, you have a dark world. Like in video, in the first game, there is a, a, it's complete night all of the time. And it's in between the other world, which is represented by the weird, rusted, graded, disgustingness that you see in the film. Okay. There's also a, a that's perpetual, called the other world. Right. And okay. there's an, a perpetual night. Okay. So there's different realms, multiple layered realities, mirror realities. So no, these people aren't dead. Um, as Garrett mentioned, James Sunderland in game two, he wanders in and the, in what silent Hill does is it takes your subconscious fears, your, 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 your psyche, psyche yeah. all of that. Ooh, nice unison. You were just yeah. psyche. You don't jinx, you owe me a Coke. Um, <laughs> and it's projected. So everything that you see is going to be specific to you. All the nightmarish imageries is what is conjured out of your brain. Now, question. Does okay. it drive you to suicide? No. <laughs> it's not bird boxes. <laughs> they, right. tr- they dimensionally travel to Silent Hill that is parallel to our dimension. Right. There's, there seems to be a, a level of psychic energy that the town of Silent Hill existed on to begin with. It's like a pop-up book. It could be called Silent Hill, the pop-up book, and every page is going to pop up to something different, but it's all still technically in the book, but it's unique. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Now, Silent Hill was home to a cult. So one of the things I was asking you about, John, was like, was this a Christian cult? Because in movie one, it definitely feels like it, right? Yeah, they borrow The witch, burn the witch, all this fucking shit. It seemed very Puritan-based, and, you know, they obviously they put them up on crucifixes, but they never out and out say it's a Christian-based cult. And then in... Silent Hill Revelations, Revelation, whatever the they sequel call, movie, the sequel, uh, they like totally fucking change it up anyway. They're trying to summon some god into existence, yeah. and the, that's kind of based off the direction that games took. Because as a quick side note, Silent Hill one through four was made by the team Silent, right? Correct. Okay, and then the movie came out, and they took a lot of liberties and changed. I mean, there was a lot of similarities, but a lot of like things were changed to kind of make the movie what it was. Then after that, the game was given over to a Western developer, and they went heavy off of what was in the movie. Um, at that point, Pyramid Head was no longer exclusive to James's purgatory mindset. He was just an iconic character that got thrown into anything Silent Hill related. So he ended up in Silent Hill 5 with Silent Hill Homecoming. That game had like the cult, which was based off the movie cult, which was its own like non-Christian thing, but more this kind of like weird imagery uh, pyramid head showed up. It was just part of the town at that point. I mean, there was all sorts of, it went off the rails at that, at that time. It was just kind of, it's completely own. Like here's the iconic things people know about silent Hill. Put that in your game. Um, silent Hill one and three, this cult is trying to bring back the birth of their God. That is the point of the cult. That is what the point of the cult is in Silent Hill 2, like the sequel to the movie. Revelation. Revelation. It's so frustrating to hear you say that because they just haven't, it's completely separate from movie one because that's not their point at all. Point of movie one is she, you have to burn the sin because she was born out of wedlock. 
and they want to kill her for that for whatever reason. Right. I guarantee the first movie was someone was all like, well, here's the story. And someone like, no one's going to buy that. Let's make it more this. And they were like, okay. Yeah. But then they really messed up because the movie audience, I don't think, and there's overlap, but it is not equal to the video game audience. So then the second one was such a jarring shift. Like someone like me was like, what the fuck is happening here? And it just felt like it was a mistake. Like what? So no. I never saw the second movie, but I hear that's more based off what the game was about. I think so. Uh, Video Game 3, I think, is where they drew most of the inspiration for Silent Hill Movie 2. The cults in the video game in, in Game 3 <laughs> is fleshed out. You get to a church of the cult in the game, and there's a, a room of paintings with some information about what the cult believes. All right. It says, in the beginning, man was wandering around full of hatred and despair, and he could not die. Offerings were made by a man and a woman, and a god deity felt bad for man and brought man death, and he took away everlasting life so they could die and leave their pain. So that's the underlying belief of this cult is that their god brought them death, and now they're trying to rebirth this god into our actual Mm. reality. And that's what Alessa is. Alessa was supposed to be the mother the Mary type right. to bring this God into the world. Interesting. So that is not where the movie, at least the first movie went at all. <laughs> exactly. But we already have death. Why would you need to bring this God back? In the beginning, there was no death. That's what I'm saying. This the, God the brought God us gave death. It, yeah, brought us death, but now we have death. So problem solved, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> why do we, why are we trying to bring him back? Say hi, say thank you. Hey, appreciate it. Here's a, here's a, Summer sausage Give you a fruit cake. Oh, unto thee, let me read you scripture, Garrett. <laughs> no. And lo, it was said. <laughs> but there's God's strength ran out and she collapsed. All the world's people grieved this unfortunate event, yet God breathed her last. She remained to the dust, promised to come again. So God hasn't been lost. We must offer our prayers and never forget our faith. We wait in hope for the day when the path to paradise will be opened. So now we want an everlasting life back. We're bringing God back to us. But They're this rebir- God she brought died us death and died in the process, and now we're going to rebirth her. Well, life's a fucking bummer, isn't it? You know, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Um, just to touch on a little bit more of their beliefs, and we'll move on. The God... They believed in free breakfast on Sunday. God is... Sign me up for this cult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bagels? You're in. You're in luck. Um, so this God is a female, and under her, she has two underlings known as Zuchilbara and Lobselvith. Zuchilbara has taken on uh, different forms, one of being Pyramid Head. Um, in game three, the same creature is known as Valtiel. Yeah. So again, this is the, the idea of like you see different things depending on your psyche. Um, Lobsel Vith is known as the yellow god, and that is Heather slash Alessa slash the mother of God. Okay. So that's this all ties into their reasons for wanting her to, to birth the god, get her back in, and, and that completely differs from the movie entirely. Yes. Well, the first movie. So wait, right. their underlings is the mother of the God. Right. Oh, religion. Oh, religion. <laughs> anyway. You quagmired motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So with all that said, I just wanted to kind of give you guys uh, a little more details behind um, what the town is and what the video games are about. Mm-hmm. 
to give um, us a little more information that has nothing to do with what we watched on screen. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I think it's more interesting than the movie. It's I wish, much more interesting. I wish they had gone this route with movie one because it sounds like, John, that they retconned all the fucking shit from movie one and tried to go this direction anyway. Yes. Yeah, so if you um, have seen both these movies and you want to know all of the differences, there's a very thorough article on the fucking, apparently there's a Silent Hill wiki, number one, in case you're wondering. There's a wiki for everything. And there is a extensive, extensive article that will do a much better job than I can explain. But suffice to say, I mean, they changed everything. In the end of the first movie, they're stuck in Silent Hill, but then JK, the girl, was able to get out, and now she's a teenager, which looks completely different than how she looked, uh, how you would imagine her growing up. This doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And her and her dad have to run away from this cult and change their name every couple of weeks because this cult is chasing them to bring Heather back so that they can birth this god. And then they send Jon Snow after her. and uh, Kit Harrington. Yeah. And that's kind of loosely, I mean, not so much the ch- moving and changing names, but that's kind of what happens in three, right? Yeah. So Pyramid Head's a good guy. In the second one, the Pyramid second Head movie. is a good guy, yeah. Oh, and also in the first movie, Alessa is like the evil part of Heather, uh, and then they combine back together at the end. In the second movie, they don't even mention that at all, and Alessa's just back being something else, some sort of creature entity thing. And Heather is just stop. Heather. Just stop. Oh yeah. God, stop. <laughs> let me, let me clarify something real quick. I saw this movie when it first came out because you're talking about movie one now, movie one, the first silent Hill movie, because my experience with silent Hill was, is I went to a family reunion. I was um, living with a girl at the time and um, she had a PlayStation. And so I went to a family reunion and she's like, I went and rented a game. It's really scary. I can't play it till you get back. And my response being the compassionate, awesome person to grow a pair. It's just a fucking video game. It's not that scary. Get over it. Play it. Let me know if it's any good. And then I get back. She hadn't played it. She's like, I waited. And I was like, oh my God, fine. I'll play this stupid game for you. Cause she wanted to see the ending, but she couldn't play it. Cause she was too scared. Um, within a matter of like, I want to say an hour, every light in the house was on. Um, <laughs> the game scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh my God, you're right. This is fucked up. So always kind of had a love for this game. And then two came out visually creepy, scared the shit out of me as well. So I was on board for seeing this movie when it came out, went and saw it very disappointed, completely disappointed. Cause it had like, it threw away everything that made silent Hill interesting and just went for the things that was like, Oh, you recognize this, don't you? And it was like, whatever. Um, that being said, I watched it again about a year ago. Cause a friend of mine was like, Oh, we should watch this. And I was like, I think it was bad. We watched it. It was bad. So for this podcast, we had to watch it again. I fell asleep three times through it, and I didn't even finish it this time. This movie is garbage. Like Garrett, it has Garrett's such, opinion. Yes, it, it has it's such solely like, Garrett's potential. Opinion. It has such potential in the beginning is so good, and then it just like dives downhill because it abandons everything that makes Silent Hill interesting and goes for this just like Hollywood one-two punch of like, oh, you recognize this, you recognize this. Don't worry about any story. That's cool looking, isn't it? And then it ends. And it ends in a way that's just... I mean, don't worry about any story. I mean, there's a very clear mission that she's trying to do, and she's going through her different... If anything, it's it's structured like a video game. She's going through all these different levels to, you know, fight at the end and free Alessa. Like, there is a, a, the, a thread of a story throughout all okay, of her there, actions. Okay, there is a thread of a story. It's just, it's just so, like, 
neutered from what it could have been very much like what we were talking about, how like the, the concepts of the gods, you know, the two entities, you know, the, the cult actually wanting to have like a bigger meeting other than like, we're just going to bring her back. It's like, okay, well, great. You know, what's the real reason other than the fact that the old lady is just like, it's gotta be done. You're just like, okay, fantastic. I mean, also I had a real problem with that lady getting raped by Bob wire. That was not cool for me. That was like really disturbing. Put it a pen in that. And let's say, um, if we've got nothing else to say about the video game, let's move on to the movie. We good? We're good. Video games are awesome. Check them out. <laughs> All right. Let's get into Silent Hill movie. Wait, they can't check them out, right? Isn't it like impossible to play the first Silent Hill because they never remade it? Unless you have an original PlayStation and someone who has the first Silent Hill disc. I think if you buy the uh, have a PlayStation 3, you can buy it digitally on the store. Uh-huh. It's like a digital, like you can play on like the Vita or PS3. Okay. The graphics aren't any better, but... Um, you can still play it if you have a PS3. Correct. Konami sucks, and they've never re-released a lot of their catalog. That's nuts. And that's one of the ones that you still have to have the previous generation just to play it. And then they made that, like, not HD remake, but they kind of re-released 2 and 3, and evidently there was a lot of problems with that disc. Yeah. Um, the story goes, uh, when they put out 2 and 3 HD, I think that came out in 2012, the group that was going to make this remake in HD, uh, Konami didn't save the final code. So the code that they gave the guys to work with was a buggy mess, and they did their best. They put out what they could, but it was still riddled with the bugs. That is shockingly common in the video game world. In the early and late 90s, a lot of that stuff is gone. Gone, gone, gone. Um, When they remastered Baldur's Gate, they did not have any of the original art. It had all since been deleted, and Baldur's Gate 2. How does that happen? How does that Because these companies get bought and sold and transferred, and things just disappear. They're also not considering the history of the company and their properties they're making. It's just a business to a lot of these people. Okay. No, so sorry. the people that means a lot to like me or, you know, us who yeah. play a lot of video games are like, well, how could you even do but that? But if I bought a company, even if I bought like, you know, like Dunkin' Donuts and they had dabbled in <laughs> video game stuff and they just had like a video game on a server somewhere, if I bought them, I'd be like, I want all your stuff. Sure. Including probably- your random bullshit. And then like I I catalog and document this stuff. Even if I never intended to like re-release the Dunkin' Donuts video game, <laughs> I'd still be like, keep that on hand because... Who knows? Maybe, or they, and then they put them on floppy disks that degrade, or they're in file formats that we can't open anymore because okay, the original right. program to that they used thirty five years ago doesn't run on anything. Okay, okay, anymore. all right. It's it, the there, there's, a, there's reasons, yeah, but it still seems like very crazy. Haphazard. If you're like interested in this kind of stuff, you should read about good old games and the work they do to remaster video games. It's so depressing the state of video game history before like two thousand five. It is just a mess. Yeah. And Konami sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now the movie. Speaking of things that are awesome. Let's get into the movie. Silent Hill from 2006. Rotten Tomato critic score of 30%. <sighs> accurate. Of 65 people. Audience score of 62%. Much more accurate. Of 366,965 Critics, people. you're doing the Lord's work out there. Audience, <laughs> you know what's up. <laughs> This movie is about a 70 for me. I would agree with that. Really? Yeah. A 70? I, yeah. I, I would put it at like a 50. I don't think a 30 is quite doing it justice because yeah. there's a lot of creepy visual stuff in this, but like, I think a 50 is fair. We'll have a discussion. I'm not going to get mad oh, at are you. We, are we going to have a discussion about <laughs> this movie? That's, that's almost what we do with the podcast. <laughs> As the one who's played all the Silent Hill games and held them in very high regard, I may be a little biased to this movie, but I will concede a lot of points. Okay. So this was directed by Christoph Gans. Uh, stars Rada Mitchell as Rose Da Silva, Sean Bean as Christopher Da Silva, Lori Holden as Sybil Bennett, Deborah Kara as Dahlia Gillespie, Kim Coates as Officer Thomas Gucci, 
Tanya Allen is Anna. Alice Kergay, or Kriege, I'm sorry, I don't know. That's Christabella. You may know her as the Borg Queen. Ooh. Jodel Furland as Sharon slash Alessa slash Crispy Alessa. Crispy Alessa. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call her. There's three versions of this person. Right. It's the same actress in all. Wow. Here's what the DVD has to say about Silent Hill. Before you get into the DVD, can I tell you, I had no idea that guy's name was fucking Officer Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) There's a scene where they're driving through Silent Hill and he goes, my dad used to run that barbershop and it says Gucci. Oh, that is uh, hilarious. Based on the best-selling horror action game, Silent Hill stars Rada Mitchell as Rose, a desperate mother who takes her adopted daughter Sharon to the town of Silent Hill, an attempt to cure her of her ailment. After a violent car crash, Sharon disappears and Rose begins her desperate search to get her back. She descends into a fog of smoldering ash and into the center of a twisted reality of town's terrible secret. Pursued by grotesquely deformed creatures and a townspeople stuck in permanent purgatory, Rose begins to uncover the truth behind the apocalyptic disaster that burned the town 30 years back. Dare to step into the horrific town of Silent Hill where darkness preys on every soul and hell's creation await around every corner. But know that once you enter, there is no turning back. I mean, that's not true because they leave. Do they? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, they pretty much explain the movie. I would say that's one of the least, uh, or one of the lesser evil back of the box reviews. Yeah, right out the gate. It's saying it is purgatory. True. But I think that's just easier for the audience to understand. Yeah, alternate demon dimension is probably going to lose reality, people. you know, I guess you could get away with it, but that's just an easy way to, to yeah. pay it off. Um, right out the gate, to uh, contrast the video game, this this stars a female protagonist. In the video game, we're following dad, Harry Mason. Yeah. And is he alone? Because like in the movie, a cop comes with her. You do come across Sybil in the video game. Oh, but, also, she's but she's in Silent Hill already. Oh. Right. I'm going to say that I guess Garrett really loves the opening of this film. I really don't like the opening of this no, no, film. No, no, no. I, I take that back. I thought I loved the opening of this film. I love when she first gets to Silent Hill. Yeah, everything before them getting to Silent Hill is the worst part of the movie to me. And it goes on for so long. I I completely forgot about the part where they're in the house and they're yelling for the daughter and they run to the massive 900-foot cliff, which is literally like four hop skips and a jumps away from their yard underneath an overpass. I was like, first off, where is this house? Third off, there's going to be a gate between that and where your kid can get. (laughs) <laughs> and first off, um, <laughs> yeah, the city doesn't build residential homes that close to a goddamn 900 foot drop yeah, death cliff. And that, they don't build a, a major thoroughfare like bridge right next to ground. That's literally falling away. You're like, you just baffling. don't do that. It's, it's so bad. It's just bad construct. It's bad. Like social infrastructure. So right out the gate, you're losing me. Right. And then, <laughs> and that scene serves no purpose other than the fact that she goes she, like the little kids on the hill going like silent. Hill. Yeah. There's boring and flashback it, scenes and it's, borderline terrible acting from the kid. In oh, that scene. it's it so it's bad. Not borderline. It's terrible. <laughs> it, it was pretty like, Oh no. Um, she does get better as, yes. as, the, as it rolls along. Um, but Maybe that yeah. was the first thing they shot and she had never acted before. Maybe so. Uh, but that just is to establish that there's a problem with this child. Problem child. Um, <laughs> she hates sleepwa- sleepwalking and saying the name of the town. Um, her mother makes the inexplicable decision to take her to this town. 
Right. Like I've never heard of like, oh, this seven-year-old is obsessed with this thing. So I'm going to go take her and like not tell the husband and just Well, no, because the husband away. doesn't want her to go. He, he's like, this is fucking craziness. We what need are you to doing? get our daughter help. Like he wants to yeah. put her in like a home, be like, she needs some professional help. <laughs> and yeah, and so she, and she sneaks away and they introduce Sybil. And to me, this was the worst part of the movie. And I rewatch, I mean, I've seen this movie a lot because I actually really like it, but I, every time it sticks out like a sore thumb, this introduction. I know introduction. what you're about to say, and there's a throwaway line that the, gives reason for Sybil's actions. Yeah, so, Go okay, ahead. the she sees the kid panicking, like, oh, why are my drawings fucked up? Who did that, mommy? And, oh, at the gas station? Yeah, and, you know, and they're hugging, and she's like, okay, I'm going to go get gas, and Sybil's there like, this involves police. This needs a police presence. And <laughs> There's nothing about the encounter between the mother and child that should involve the cops. No, it's not well, suspicious I mean, in any maybe, way. Maybe, like, if you see, like, some girl be like, I don't know, and then you see, like, some, like, person holding this kid. No, I they're mean, hugging, a, though, because she's hugging back. Uh, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, it's like a hug, you know, and then... They, maybe she thought that she was beating that kid. Maybe it's Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know, but she... she Anytime a child whines, Sybil's on the case. <laughs> yeah. And Sybil, like, co- like, commands her presence and walks, like, she She's the T-1000. Yeah. Like Robert Patrick, like, have you seen this kid? Like it's, she walks okay. up to them like, it's are the you okay? Worst, and the like, most inexplicable character introduction. I mean, they could have just had her start by trying to pull her over. This whole thing did not need oh, to exist. Sybil, like the gas station scene didn't need to exist at all other than the fact that they just need to show the pictures change. And there's yeah. a million other ways they could have done Wait, that. But Sybil could have just not been there because all she did exactly. was so weird. Exactly. Um, so I don't know why she gets involved and it bothers me every time. I have the answer. Okay. Like I said, it's said twice in the movie, but it was so quick and throwaway. Okay. Um, Officer Gucci, when he's talking to the father, when the father's going to find his, his missing wife and Officer daughter. Gucci, I'm going to laugh every time. <laughs> Gucci picks him up and he says, what's his name? Christopher. He's like, Chris, dude, we've got one of my best cops on the case. Sybil is in Silent Hill. If there's a problem with your daughter, she's going to find her. Months ago, there was some crazy man who kidnapped a boy and threw him down into one of the caves that's on oh, fire. I, yeah, I remember. This. So, so Sybil's afraid every time she sees a baby on that the way. That is happening. Uh, yes. A little PTSD. Like, Sybil went in there and rescued okay. the child. So we're supposed to believe as an audience that this is why Sybil's so invested because she's already had experience with child being kidnapped and taken to Silent Hill. That's a real, real stretch. I'll give it to him. But man, it just, it, her whole body language, like Garrett was saying, is wrong. Like the whole scene is just wrong. She wants to know she's about to pull out a nightclub and start busting heads. Yeah. Like it's just like, yo, <laughs> calm down. She's immediately suspicious of the mom, of the kid, of the car. Like I also, okay, so just to progress this a little further <laughs> along, Sharon and Rose, Rose is the mother, they, they drive away and they're on their way to Silent Hill. Sybil pulls him over. There's no, to, yeah. there's like no probable cause. Nope. She just decides she's going to pull him yeah, over. She hadn't even pulled off to go to Silent Hill yet. Right. Sybil's just like, I'm done. Uh, I have. It's been 30 seconds. I haven't harassed these people. So. And this is after Sybil went and talked to Sharon. She's like, Is everything all right? Don't talk to strangers. Good girl. At that point, she'd be like, okay, there's nothing wrong right. here. There was nothing wrong to begin with. But after that, she should have been like, all right, everything's fine. To be fair, the mom pulls off. The cop pulls her over, and then she's like, buckle your seatbelt. Like, pulls out, and it's but like, never all, run from the fucking We haven't cops. even got there yet. This oh. is all pre that. Oh, yeah. that's right. This is still the fucking gas station. Yeah, yeah. She, this so, is just, this scene is just disappear. Yeah. That is, to me, this is the worst part of the movie. Agreed. It gets so 100%. much better after this. So Rose makes the inexplicable and unreasonable decision that she's going to now run away from the cops. Right. She's going to break the law 
and it gives Sybil reason to give chase. It's fucking stupid. She has a child in there, and she's going to slam her foot on the gas, go 100 miles an hour down the road, yeah. and then she takes the turn for Silent Hill, and that's when they get into it's the It's crazy. Town. I get she's being irrational. She wants to go to Silent Hill. I mean, if you think like, okay, when you get there, she didn't know she was going to go to an p- alternate dimension. What the fuck was the plan? <laughs> right. Let's take a moment to say what would happen if Sybil walked up to the door yeah. and said, ma'am, can I see your papers? Is this your daughter? Yep. Can I see your papers? <laughs> Whoa. All I'm saying is like it would have been a normal like stop yeah. and then Sybil went away. Yeah. It would have been over. But instead, the writers made her gun it and become a criminal. But then how would they have gotten Sybil into Silent I know. Hill? It's poor writing. Yes, I agree with and you. And again, like we said, we won't beat this. But this movie's amazing, though, you guys. No. It's so good. I've now, said. yes, they get into Silent Hill. <laughs> movie starts getting good. This right here is what I thought was the beginning of the movie. I remember her waking up in the fog walking through the the empty town which are some almost shot for shot like angles and and things from the uh, the game amazingly beautiful job the moment she wakes up in silent hill um oh i forgot to mention so, the car crashes while they're going yeah, yeah right right when they come into the town they enter into the fog that represents that they've already moved on to another plane of existence or, or mirror reality into silent hill inside of there there's a shadowy figure that comes out on the road and it causes rose to crash her vehicle yeah, all these people in movies do this, and I, to be honest, I don't know that I would. They slam on their brakes, and then, fine, I would, of course, do that. But then they also, for whatever reason, feel the need to turn their wheel, like, 90 degrees parallel so that their car will flip over. And I don't understand why people in movies learn that's to a drive pr- like that's that. That's a pretty common thing. Either people freeze or people, like, yank their wheel. Like, that's a pretty common thing. Like when people, correct. Yeah. Don't now, do that, guys. Just hit your brakes. Yeah. Don't jank your steering wheel or you're going to crash. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a 90% chance that someone walks in front of you on a foggy road with no crosswalk and no lights and you accidentally hit them. You you have a good chance of getting off. I agree. I mean, I feel like you're not going to jail for that At worst, purpose. you're getting involuntary manslaughter. Yes. Yeah. Still, still a rough one, but. Yeah, come on, they'll understand. Yeah, at least you and your daughter won't be dead, so there's a plus. We've already proven that Rose doesn't give a shit, and she's Fair. being a negligent mother at this but point. Nonetheless, everybody crashes. So the car crashes. Evidently, Sybil crashes. We don't know that until like she meets up with the main character later. Yeah. Rose, the mother, wakes up, walks through Silent Hill. This is gorgeous. She eventually walks down this alleyway. Um, where she first encounters the the purge horns, um, which is that's still so creepy. That the sound of that the siren air raid sirens, yeah, is the air off putting, and it's been in a lot of movies. And anytime I hear that, I'm like, oh fuck, there's that noise. Yeah, yeah. it's air raid sirens start going off, and that's the indicator that your 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 world is uh, deteriorating into the the rusted, dark, Who sets evil. Those air, those air horns. They show us it's actually the the cult or the church. Just on top of the church, right? So they have the button. Yeah, Um, much like Bird Box, they have a series of birds Birds, with them that start to chatter and freak out. Take the canary uh, whenever Mm -hmm. we start moving into one of the other realms, and so they know. And so uh, Rose is walking. Oh, so is that what is happening? Silent Hills transferring dimensions. Well, those worlds are those worlds are overlapping and colliding. The thing is, like like Mark said, there's like imagine like a cake with multiple layers. It's all yeah. the same cake, but it depends on which layer you're on. So they can just kind of shift into the, each one depending on what Silent Hill needs to be at the time. Okay. Right. And you and you watch when the transition happens, the erosion 
of one reality kind of like flickers away into ash and then it's left considering with the how other old world. this movie is it's such a great like scene when that happens or it's actually even better when it all comes back together i mean Again, they're just the playing vision, it in this, reverse this is what's great about the opening of this part is the visuals are amazingly like encompassing of what silent hill feels like the game like being there and, and something so, that's done in this movie that wasn't done in the game is that transitional scene was not done in the games before this uh-huh. the, the movie brought that like deteriorating like watching all the ash of one world kind everything of everything going away with ash yeah. away the movie did that and that was incorporated in the game since it was good because it's really cool it's a really effective visual and so it turns into the um because when it when it air raids in the game it just kind of goes black and then you're in the like the monster verse and then graphics um, technology at the time probably couldn't even do that <laughs> right. yeah so um she's walking down this garbage alleyway and these little like deformed burned children who are burning from the inside and are charred on the outside like end up like overwhelming her in this alley. And those shots that she's walking through the alley are directly from the game. Yeah, like, they did a lot to incorporate the beginning of PS1 Silent Hill game one into this movie. Into and it's this done very effectively. Scene. It's so dead on. And that's the thing is at that point, I was like, oh, because the, the first part of the movie was like garbage. But then I was like, oh, you guys figured it out. Awesome. I'm on board. She gets attacked and eventually she gets overwhelmed and then she wakes up back in normal reality. Not it, she wakes up in Fog World. Fog World. Right. Okay, that's she right. She never gets back she to normal. She never makes it back. That's, that's what I mean. Fog normal, World yeah. I'm call, I'm calling normal okay. Silent Hill. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, yeah, she wakes up in Fog World and um but she's back. So like this whole like moment passes. She's like, "What the fuck?" And then that's when she finds her car and then Cheryl, the cop, ends up walking up to her like all T1000 style very abrasively drop it you know <laughs> yeah like knocks on the windows like get out of the car where's the kid where's the kid she's, she's like, like look around you does this seem like a normal fucking environment yeah. like, the cop is just completely like well clearly you're the problem here mom you know like not realizing that they're in a shit world yeah our two characters don't realize that they've switched realities at this point which is totally fair i get that to not like immediately jump to i'm in some sort of weird alternate dimension but to at least be like boy it's really fucking foggy here well we need we do need to mention that the actual silent hill town as the outside world perceives it is just a ghost town that's been left due to underground fire it does not have omnipresent fog (laughs) one of the differences between the game and this movie is in the movie it's not fog it's ash Right, okay, fair. Because she starts, she like holds her hand out and these flakes of ash That's come onto right. Rose's fingers and she rubs it around. It's like, what? Which yeah. I thought was kind of cool. I, I'm on board for that change. Yeah, It totally makes sense in the, in, the, in the cinematic world but of this movie. you think they would have like commented on that to be like, this is fucking weird. I've been to, especially Sybil, who's been to real Silent Hill and, didn't, and noticed, hey, it wasn't raining ash there 24-7. So I'm, I'm assuming that Sybil's first journey into Silent Hill, she didn't get sucked into this world. right. Right, so everything she did was still at the normal uh, physical plane that I we agree. live on. But during this period where Sybil's trying to arrest Rose, yes, she's Rose is like, "There's fucking craziness going on. I just almost got killed by tiny ash babies." Yeah. and like Sybil's not listening. Yeah. She's like, "You're a criminal. We're going. We're out of here." And that's when they drive to the edge of the town, and then the whole town they walk. like, and that's when fuck the police yeah, comes right. on by NWA. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm they walk to the edge of town and see that they're now like blocked in. Like yeah, the, the road is falling collapsed. out. There's no way out of this town. It's very reminiscent of the cliff that the daughter Sharon is standing at, at the very beginning of the movie. And somehow they end up getting chased that's, by a bunch that's of creatures. A, isn't that when Alessa shows up? Oh yeah, right. They see Alessa and then she runs away and Rose like Follows. chases her. Yeah. Yeah. Still handcuffed and shit. Um, There's okay. So a lot of this movie is going to be her. Uh, it's it's going to be Rose being led around by demon Alessa, 
right? Yes. As this story is kind of told to Rose, as she's realizing what has happened in this town, where her adopted daughter, Sharon, came from. That's her. right. Sharon's adopted. Right. I forgot about that garbage bullshit. Right. They, she's the good part of Alessa. Ah, I forgot about that whole plot point. <laughs> That's the whole reason Sean Bean is in this movie. I know. And so let's let's point out how fucking terrible Sean Bean's plotline is. Like right. that should have been cut out completely. Well, I heard, I remember I read it on IMDb that it wasn't in there. They used, this was an all essentially all female movie. Yeah, and they were the script notes came back like you have to have a fucking guy in it. You can't just have a movie with women. Well, Sean Welcome Bean was in it, but he was only like in the very beginning scene. Yeah, and they were like, no, you got to put a dude in it. So Gans wrote, but when they were like added this storyline, right. so to they it. wrote Gucci's uh, Officer Gucci, Gucci in there and. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's, Gooch. We're, let's just take a moment and we're going to tell you about Christopher Rose, the husband, and or I'm sorry, Christopher De Silva, who is Ro- Sean Bean's character, because we probably won't touch on, on him again until the end of this. Yeah, it's really a pointless story. He, he, he's now trying to find his family and he's going into, re- he's breaking into offices to look up records about Silent Hill. He's re- having run-ins with... Gucci, who was a resident of Silent Hill when the fire started. No, he was a cop. He was already a well, cop. Yeah, that's yeah. What, he lived, well, I guess he, he, lived he, he could be a residents. cop and a resident. <laughs> yeah. But it's more important that he was a cop than a resident. But he's like one of the only few people that escaped Silent Hill. And I guess he's, you know, being a cop elsewhere. Right, and he saved Alessa. Yeah. But a lot. That's true. He did. Or at least Sharon. Sharon, right. Yeah, he <laughs> saved Sharon. But basically... Sean Bean's role is to give us more history into Silent Hill while Rose and Sharon and Sybil are doing their things in Fog World. And there's no reason that could have been uncovered by Rose and Sybil. Well, all the the plot points that Sean Bean uncovers is also uncovered and uncovered better by Rose and Sybil. Yeah, you're right. It's just not quite as spelled out as when Sean Bean... He's kind of like the, like, let me loop you back and make sure you understand what we were just talking about. Do we need to have uh, the internet make us a, a Seanless Bean cut? <laughs> I'm sure. I bet somebody already has. It would not be a lot of work to cut him out because his scenes are all self so self-contained that it's like cut, boop, 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 and you just save forty minutes of this fucking movie. Yeah. So Rose is now on the path of trying to find her daughter. I got a lot of video game homages during these points, which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people would have caught on if they haven't played the games. There is a lot of good visual. Rose homages. is checking maps. Yep. Which is a heavy element of Silent Hill. She's, you know, running through the streets. All the streets are the same names of the streets in the video game. Mm -hmm. I also need to point out that every bit of music in this movie is ripped straight out of the game. Except for Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. That's it. Well, fair. But But otherwise, I thought this is one of the only times that we've seen a video game put the... A movie put the video game soundtrack as the soundtrack. Which I was so appreciated of. When the the, the movie first opened up and it had that like creepy-ass Silent Hill mandolin stuff, I was like, can a brother get some more mandolin? Because that was amazing. Like, that's one of the creepiest sounding things about the game. And I really appreciate that, like, even when they first get to Silent Hill, they're like... Bong, 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 bong. Like kind of, I can't even do it, but like that real mellow sound mm-hmm. is uneasy, and that is straight from the game, and that was so awesome. Yeah, I I particularly love the music of Silent Hill. While it may not be super melodic or something you would want to play when you're, uh, I don't know, trying to dance or something, but it's, it's <laughs> it is not dance music. That very, is true. It's, it's got a lot of emotion. Mark to it. brings a date home. He's all like, "Excuse me, when I put some music on, it's all Silent Hill soundtrack." She's like, "I'm out, crazy." I just look at her weird. There are some great lo-fi he comes out with his pyramid head on with nothing else. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I actually listen to this music quite a bit when I'm just like working around and uh, I'm just feeling a little low. You know? There you go. Um, there's a channel on YouTube called Silent Chill. 
Silent Chill. Actually pretty good. Don't plug your garbage channels on this. <laughs> no, this lo-fi ch- Silent, Silent Hill mixes Silent are good. Chill. Anyway, at a, at, a, at a time where uh, directors try to do their own thing, I really appreciated that they incorporated so many video game elements into this. Though some of them are misplaced, I was able to get past it. As we'll mention in a moment, Pyramid Head showing up. Yeah, uh, but Rose is going through the town. And there and are a lot of like a lot of the set pieces are very video game y. I don't know if they're from the video game, but you can see a their, lot of them their jump exactly puzzles. Like, like, okay, she has to jump here, she has to jump here, or much much later when she goes through the nurses, it felt like a video game thing where you had to figure out. Oh, you couldn't shine the light. Like it just felt right. like you could see. Like okay, these are puzzles. Like, the nurse thing wasn't so much video from the video game, but all the like jumping and the way yeah. like platforms and stuff were laid out felt exactly like That's the video cool. game the uh, uh rose makes her way to a school and which is from the game which is in the game uh a lot of the set pieces in silent hill because it's a static town do replay themselves in the sequels so you in game one through three you go to the same hospital you go to the same school because you're a different character experiencing silent hill you're going through the same areas a well, lot what of you times. experience there is a little bit different each time right exactly so inside the school um Rose makes her way into a bathroom where she uncovers a disgusting man creature thing barbed wire up when it says, dare you, you know, and it's got an arrow pointing out of his mouth and she finds a key. That's very video gamey too, yep. you know, mm-hmm. you know, you got a key to something, right? Yep. Then she, yeah. Rose starts to get chased by like some really disgusting creatures. Like isn't that where the guy who's like folded over starts chasing her or whatever? Yeah, the the hands, the hands tied around the back guys, the the human skin straight jacket uh, right. dudes. So yeah. there's another reality shift. The siren goes off while Rose is in the school. The guy that she just pulled the key out of his mouth, he comes alive. Yeah, it's so gross, And man. Mm-hmm. through some flashbacks, you find out that this guy was the janitor and he had been sexually abusing Alessa. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I missed yeah, that I don't, You don't find completely. it out at that scene, right, though. That comes later. later. When, oh, okay. When but evil like Alessa's telling the story. There's a name tag or there's a name on that corpse guy and he just like wakes up and he's like... Blah, 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 yeah, he starts in this weird tongue like, thing. Oh. Yeah. So he chases her and then she runs off and then like... It's almost like a lot of this otherworldly business seems almost hell razor-esque yeah yes. to a degree you know like a lot of barbed wire a lot of blindfolds a lot of gross fleshy things going on chains and, and things of that nature and then she yeah then these like beetle creatures start chasing her and they like eat up people and it's really fucking weird that i don't think it's from the game they i don't are. remember that. oh they, are they they're although not to that number they are in game one okay but, but they're, they're like, like they're like large roach things yeah the roaches i, I didn't think they were like the, the swarm of bugs though no not like that okay there's usually like one or two at that, but say, that was that yeah, was a movie here thing. it's like they're covering everything and then she meets up with sybil and they like run into like a furnace room yeah. Again, this is other world. So it, room. Could, yeah. it could be anything, but it's just a it's just a disgusting place where they lock themselves in, and this is where we get pyramid. Head right. To so appear. they're trying to get the beetles down, and finally, you know, uh, doesn't Rose pyramid head like come from the beetles, or do the beetles consume him at a later point? Am I getting that confused? I want to say that's how he disappears after. Okay, this the beetles yeah. like make him like because he comes dissipate. like walking down the hall, just dragging his big yeah. ass sword. Which thing. visually, they nailed it again. There's so much in this movie that was done right that I really wish they would have had more of a, like a, a detailed story in this because they got visually almost everything right in this movie. If you guys do not know what Pyramid Head looks like, you guys should go on Google right now and, t- and pull up a picture. 
Um, he's just this like tall, muscular, uh, shirtless. He's got like a, an apron. He's got like a, a Texas Chainsaw yeah, Butcher's apron on, right? Which and is just tied with nothing else behind it. And he drags behind him the largest sword you've it's ever seen. Comically big, to be honest. But it's, it's like awesome. a tree trunk of but a sword. It's like so heavy he can't lift it at all times. Yeah. So he drags it behind him, and he's got this massive pyramid dome on his head. And so um, is he like a boss fight? Do you kill him? You fight him a couple times. He kind of becomes so in the in the Silent Hill games. There's always some entity for the most part that is like this unstoppable force that you can't handle. Okay. Sometimes you get to fight it at the end. Sometimes you don't. But uh, Pyramid Head is just the constant like inescapable torture of James in the second one um, that he can't like kill. He can't get rid of, and it's based off like his psyche and some so other shit. You don't like. Fight, you're supposed to evade him. Yeah, you're, you're not supposed, supposed to, to evade fight him. him. And at the very end, you uh, actually... He will kill you if him. you get up close up yeah. to him. Yeah, cool. And that's game over at that point. He represents James's repressed guilt. There uh, it is. Um, in, from his psyche that's uh, projected out. Um, again, also, this entity within Silent Hill... Um, is supposed he, to be isolated to James, but in this movie, they picked him because movie, he's he represents so, nothing. <laughs> yeah, in this movie, he's so visually iconic. They're like, we got to put something. We got to put him yeah. in there. So then he like stabs this. So they're behind a steel door and he's trying to get in and they, of course, find the bar and they put the bar and he just stabs his, his like fucking sword through the the uh, the door and he's trying to kill them. And uh, then luckily, he, they survived the timer. Yes. And now it's time to go back to Fog World. So we're shot a bunch back. of time ineffectually yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, he vanishes into a pile of beetles. And then we're introduced to the cult. Yes. Um, this cult feels particularly Christian, although as we very said before, Puritan yeah. in its own right. Burn oh. the witch. That's like the think of that like Salem witch trial type. Witches. Let's just say they move to the next set piece, right? Um, that's where they meet Anna. That's the uh, daughter of one of the cultists, and they're throwing stones at Dahlia Gillespie. Dahlia Gillespie is the blood mother, biological mother. Blood mother. <laughs> blood mother. Get real old school, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Dahlia Gillespie is the biological mother of Alessa slash Sharon. Sharon, which is the daughter that we're looking for. In the video game, Dahlia is the head of the cult. She oh. is the villain of video game number one. She's like almost a good guy in the movie. Like a, a sympathetic, tragic yeah. character um, who went along with the cult, He's right? Like throw cans of food at her. <laughs> yeah. They meet up with this girl. We have an encounter where Rose is now face to face with demonic version of Alessa. And yeah. I guess this is a good point to point out that there's three versions of Sharon. Dahlia Gillespie had sex out of wedlock and gave birth to Sharon. Right. That is a, 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 a sin. Yes. In the eyes of the cult, therefore the sin has to be vanquished. Therefore, they are going to burn Sharon slash Alessa alive. Right, hate the sin, not the sinner. Which that was is their stupid. Clever little I don't know why they, they would say that. They did. Yeah. Oh, nice. So they're going to punish the child and not the mother who made right. the mistake. Because the child is the sin incarnate in their mind. Correct. So they strap her up to uh, like a, a hanging uh, wheel type thing. Yeah. yeah, over a bed of coals, and they start to roast. Uh, the girl alive. Well, during this this procedure, the chain wheel breaks loose and sets fire to the town, and it's what causes the fire to rage for fifty or thirty plus years in the movie. Yes. They take her to a burn ward where Alessa just has deep hate to the point well, where it pulls in the devil. 
Is that what happened? Because it felt yes. like she was in a lot of pain, and the devil like was like, I can make your pain go away. Well, it, he offers her revenge. Okay. So okay. while Alessa is sitting there trying to mend from this terrible burn, and they show her. And they, is that the yes. devil, or is that their God they're trying to resurrect? Well, that's not even in the movie. Remember, oh, that's, that's right. all that's video right. games. It's just a rando demon. Okay. Yeah. Well, Rose says, who are you? And she goes, I have many names. Right. It's Classic implied, demon. It's implied yeah, gotcha. that it's yeah. the devil. She may as well have been like, I am Legion. You yeah. know, like, okay, we get it. Right, exactly. So, um, the name's Chuck. How you doing? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Crispy Alessa gives into the demon. And now that's when this town is sunk into this multi-layered dimension. Right. They are now trapped inside Alessa's nightmare and her seeking revenge. But the thing is, because the <laughs> I'm not trapped in here with you. You're locked in here with me. So the cult, they they uh, they hide themselves up in the church, and for whatever reason, the demon slash crispy Alessa is not allowed in. Their blind fate prevents her from getting in there. She says some shit like right. that. So that's what we're dealing with, and that's where the movie uh, differs from the games. So the, All right, the now goal, that we've said that. Yeah, so <laughs> so that she sees it and actually gets a really interesting, like, creepy scene where the kid's like, look at me, I'm burning. They go back to the church because um, the sirens go off and they got to escape. This is where they're running up the stairs, right? Right. And Pyramid Head shows up. Yep, and this rips part, the skin off of that girl. And on the way to the church is, like, this post-industrial, like, refinery-level pipes. And it was, like, the weirdest, like... This doesn't make any sense. But yeah, they run up these like 90 steps to the church entrance. And we have another change of realities going on. The sirens blast and Anna, who was one of the cult members that they met up with, is like, we got to get back to sanctuary right Right. now. We're all going to die. We can't be left out in the dark. As they're running up the stairs, Dahlia Gillespie's laying there, and Anna decides she's going to spit and throw more rocks Stupid at her. Stupid time to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now's the time, bro. Yeah, as that's happening, everyone's running into the church. Anna's throwing her stones. Pyramid Head appears behind Anna, picks her up, and one of the most disgusting ways ever, he just grabs her by the chest and tears her skin yeah, and right off him. like it was a fucking coat. <laughs> It's like like Velcro clothes, and oh. he throws it at the door. I still the love that scene, man. Yeah. It just, was it's so like creepy. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And as as Sybil and Rose run into the church, the skin of Anna splatters against the yep. door, and the blood gets all over their face, and they're mm-hmm. like, fuck, yeah. And they slam the door shut, and then the cult sees uh, our our protagonist, and they're like, witch, right? So witch. then they talk about the cult, and they're like, oh, we're trying to find my daughter, blah 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 blah, and they're like, oh. You're going to have to go talk to the fucking demon. And she's in the hospital on the basement floor, of course, way in the back corner. They're like, no, no one ever survives. And they're like, no, fucking you two can go. It's fine. Yeah. Christabella is the leader of the cult. And she's very... Not a terrible human being that she ends up being. And very, very charismatic. Or willing to help. Okay. Right. And I do think she is willing to help because she wasn't unwilling to help until... Oh, in the scuffle, uh, Rose's necklace falls off uh, and Christabella picks it up but doesn't open it and is like, oh, I'm going to steal this ship. Then she has a second thought and is like, oh, here you go. And somehow it opens. I did really like the line she says when she's relinquishing the locket back to Rose and that is, I'm sorry we've lived so long as scavengers. This is kind of like, you know, second nature now. Here's your locket. And as she like reaches out to hand it back to her, it opens up. And there's a picture of Sharon in there, which looks exactly like Alessa, which is demon. Right. They're witch, like, witch, 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 witch. And, and then like stupidest part of the movie, Sybil shoves Rose into the elevator and chooses to stand in the way yes. when she could have easily gotten in the elevator yep. with her 
and gone down. Yep. But that's not what the writers wanted. Very video gamey. They're like, oh shit, we got to get rid of this NPC before this next level. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very video gamey. But yes, back to just like, you didn't need to do that. Right. So then Sybil gets captured and they beat the shit out of her and then they fucking burn her. And it is a really hard oh, scene to watch. They roast her on a ladder above yeah. a giant pit of coal. And you see everything. It is really, really dis- like, yeah, disturbing. That, there was a lot of like some of the like the death stuff where I was just like, oh, I'm I mean, really disturbed by her this. skin is crisping over and you see like the last bits of life leaving her face as she engulfs in fire. Right. And it's like, fuck, that's visceral. Yeah. Wait, um, we missed a part because didn't they capture the kid at some point. Yeah, we're not. We're not we, we skipped ahead. Drink. So Rose, the mother, goes into the basement and she has another encounter with Devil Alessa and Crispy Alessa. Right. And this um, is where the, the famous nurse scene happens, right? right? The nurse from game one is in here and her eyes have been gouged no, out. No, I'd have to go through the nurses that are all like fucking crazy. The nurse, the nurse scene wasn't good for me. Didn't enjoy it. Really? There's too many nurses. There were too many nurses, but I think visually it was so creepy having to walk through all these statuesque like creatures that you didn't know if they were alive or not. And then they start twitching like slightly and you're like, yeah. holy shit. And then the, I, I always wondered like how they recorded them walking. Cause I was like, how does it look so fucking creepy? Cause in the game they walk like all messed up, but evidently they like, like filmed them walking backwards and then played it in reverse. Oh, and nice. that's why it looks that yeah. way. Okay. And they're like so, real dancers too. That's why they're able to move. Yeah, so people can like and dance. That's, yeah. Okay, see, that's kind of what I was getting. I was like, this feels too choreographed. And that's what my problem was. Well, this was the original should, Suspiria remake voice. <laughs> then you should watch the sequel where they couldn't afford to get real dancers and use regular people. And that scene falls apart. It looks <laughs> terrible. They can't stay still. So they're like <laughs> moving. It is really bad. Debbie, hold still. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't recall that, but I'll take your word for it. I would have, if you would have halved the number of nurses, I would have felt better about all it. Right. 50% okay. less nurses. Correct. That makes more Okay, happy. so they get to the nurse thing. They all start moving. It's creepy as shit. It's very right. iconic. Yes. We get a lot of backstory about how um, Alessa yeah, was persecuted. We Everything we've kind of that. already gone over and how now that the devil is inside of uh, Alessa, we're like, well, why don't you just go get rid of them? And then, John, that's where you brought up that they can't get in due to the blind faith. Devil Alessa says, I need your help. Right. If you agree to work with me, I will get in there and we will get your daughter back. Yes. So Rose just like absorbs. Right, but Devil when did Alessa they capture her, her daughter? Okay, here's what happens. I know again this was another throwaway line. <laughs> hey, remember when you guys said this movie was really good? I still stand by it. <laughs> I, know, I, so I, I said it's good, not very good. <laughs> yeah. After Christabella realizes that Rose has been taking care of a version of Alessa. Yes. She then realizes that Dahlia Gillespie has been sh- sheltering the other Sharon. Oh. So they go and kidnap her. And that's why that's right. Dahlia Gillespie's in the hall where Sybil's getting crisped over. That's right. Okay. And that's why they have the daughter. I do remember that now. Okay. We're almost there. We're getting to the finish line. You can see it. <laughs> Bring so, us home, baby. So they're about to go kill good kid. They're about to burn good Sharon. Sharon. Good Sharon. Much like they did a lesson 30 co- years before. Yes. And then... Uh, because why not? Why, sure. Works so well the first time. So then Rose is like fucking not on my watch, bitch, and kicks in the church door. You darkened the heart of an innocent, and now you cower in the face of Alessa's revenge. Heresy. Burn her! Burn her! Your face brings death! You are alone in this limbo, and God is not here. 
and um, and suddenly it becomes a Hellraiser movie. Yeah, she gives a nice speech. How about it, it was all their fault to begin yeah. with? Their persecution. This is a nightmare of their own making. And Christabella stabs Rose, and from the blood dripping from Rose, Demon Alessa appears. Right, which makes me think, if Christabella hadn't been didn't stab her, what was the plan? Because it seemed like blood was the key. But she just gonna, yeah. Anyway, she question. does get stabbed. Who knows? Blood falls on the ground, and then the whole fucking ground like disappears. And Crispy Alessa rises up on this like fucking bed of barbed wire. Right. It's really dope. She's bedridden, and it's just floating up through the sky, and it's got tentacles of barbed wire, yeah. which is reminiscent just, of the. It's very reminiscent of what we see in Silent Hill too. And then she just starts barbed wire and fuckers left and right. And Garrett's most disturbing oh, scene. Oh, so disturbing. She grabs a fucking Christabella raises her up and Christabella's like just give me the strength to die pure and fucking evil crispy Alessa's having none of that shit and rapes her with some barbed wire just and sends just the barbed wire up into her body and, and it splits is, her in half splits her it's uh, I think that scene is so effective it is I loved it and below Christabella is demon Alessa dancing around in her blood yes yeah. I mean it's 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 very effective and you're like oh shit has gone off the rails. So Crispy uh, Alessa is getting her vengeance. Yes, All these people in this cult are getting up. murdered left and right. The only one left in this chaos is Dahlia Gillespie. And she's like, why was I spared? And there's a dumb line that Sybil says somewhere to Sharon, or Rose that in the eyes of the child, mother is God. And then we get that line. Which is a, which is a common line that's been sure. said through every movie. In the- so that's why the mother got spared. And then Eva Alessa recombines with good uh, Sharon to form one perfect person, I guess, one non-perfect person. Well, they don't exactly show you this. Uh, It's Rose holding Sharon, which is the good version. And she's like, don't look, don't look. And it's like, Sharon has her eyes closed and then she opens up and the demon looks at her and smiles and then it cuts to another scene. Fair. So it does, there's no actual merging. Right, that would have been screen. really terrible to have seen. To be honest, I'm it's glad Im- they. It's cut, implied yeah. that like now they can be truly whole or whatever. Then yeah. everyone's dead. They walk out into their now fixed car and drive into the fog set. And make it back to what you think is their home, but oh no, they never left Fog World. Right. And now Rose and Sharon are stuck in this other realm, this mirror purgatory reality, limbo, this purgatory without Chris, the husband, and uh, that's how the movie ends. Right. It, it, it ends with the dad, Chris, like feeling their presence or some shit, and then like a staticky phone call or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's still like not there. Because they, aren't they like both in the same house, but they're not yeah, in the same they're, place? they're like in the same sofa, yeah, essentially. But they're in like, they're in the, the alternate Right, and he's in reality, the real And he's world. in the real. Yeah. The end. The end. Silent Hill, the movie. Highly recommended. So this movie was shot on a budget of $50 million and made 97.5 in the theater. That's so it, fair. It was respectable. Yeah. I recommend this movie. I will go on record and say this is the best video game adaptation that's been made to date. I it's dug through bad. some of the IMDb trivia on this, and there's a lot of interesting stuff about this movie. Like, there's a ton of interesting stuff about this movie. Like, the dude fought for five years to get the rights to make it. Oh, really? Yeah, and they finally gave it to him after he, like, wrote Konami a letter being, like, how much Silent Hill means to him and how he, like, made, like, this like little, like sizzle reel with music from the game over some stuff that he shot and they were like okay cool let him have it you know like go for it cool um there's i'm gonna say that konami should be grateful because this 
help put Silent this Hill in right limelight here, that it would not have been. Silent Hill within the gaming community was a known entity. This right here, like Homecoming, the game they made after this movie was 80% inspired by the fucking movie. Yeah, the and movie so, worked. And that, that game sold really well. I had a never played the games, but I was like, you know, tangentially aware of Silent Hill because if you're into video games at all, it was like an entity. You knew, but I went yeah. and saw the movie and after that, I was like, oh shit, it's pretty fucking dope. You yeah. know, it didn't encourage me to go play the games, but that's because I'm a terrible video gamer. And Homecoming but, uh, wasn't Homecoming wasn't a bad ad. game except for the fact that it spit in the face of everything Silent Hill 1 through 4 had created <laughs> up to that point. It was all like, you like the movie, right? Here's more movie. And you're just like, wait, this doesn't... And it had some references to old stuff, but mostly it was kind of its own unique thing at that point. They kind of ran off on a tangent, never came back. But um, it was also a little divisive in the gaming community because they gave the uh, protagonist of that game way more combat abilities that weren't present in the previous ones because they made him a soldier who's coming home after like oh, homecoming. Exactly. Uh-huh. So he's coming back to Silent Hill Clever. and it's all fucked up. But he, yeah, he seems more like a superhero super cop than the previous three um, protagonists. Lame. Which also, I hated the fact that he was coming home to Silent Hill. I was like, no, if you lived in Silent Hill, you're aware of how fucked up Silent Hill was. Right, you don't leave. If it's been with this cult business going on... If it's been burning for 30 years, guess what? Unless you're like an 80-year-old man, you're like, didn't expect to see this happen. (laughs) You know, you're like, okay. You're at least aware of your creepy cult friends. You're aware of the history of this town. You're aware that some shit fucking goes on. I mean, like... You don't escape the town when you lived in it that long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, you could watch this movie. Oh, God, see? I would recommend this film. But yes, there's like some hangups, but I still like it. Um, it's 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 weird choice to make it more of a Puritan cult versus the cult he worships the God of Death or their version it's of. It's just shorthand, been cool. though. If they're trying to appeal to a more mass audience. Right. Let's then, say you got one shot to make this right. movie. That's why you put your pyramid head in here. You of course, grab little elements course. here and there and you build this one film. And a Puritan witch cult. All right. Everyone already knows that. They don't have to explain some weird death god and like add more. It just felt like that, this movie so. didn't know what it wanted to be sometimes because like, again, some of the set pieces were very creepy, isolated, like yeah. Silent Hill. And then when they're running up to the church, it's like this like industrial 40 mile complex. You're like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? You know, like, I don't know. I had a, I had a, I had a few issues with this movie, but in hindsight, after listening, you guys kind of re-explain it and stuff like that. I'm willing to let some of it go, but it is a two hour runtime. It is so long. It could, if you cut the beginning yeah, out and start just, right yes. at the town, if you yeah. just started at silent Hill. Let's get I, into it. I feel it. like we'd be good. I agree. And you can even do like a minute flashback or so of showing her having her silent Hill, like freak out when she's sleepwalking. You don't have to have like a five minute scene of them looking for her or whatever. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? You could have, you could have established that. I will say this. A lot of you may be horror movie fans and you may not really dabble in video games, but I would say if you have the opportunity, play Silent Hill 2. It's a very good game. It's very creepy. And a lot of the stuff that you probably liked from the movie visually was kind of started and inspired in that game. It's a, it's a really cool experience. Play Silent Hill 2 and play PT. That's what I would say. It, you literally just said it. So I think you got, <laughs> you're right. Am I allowed to say that? I'm I think you, I'm going to go on record to say that. Okay. Can All you right. fade us out with some really creepy Silent Hill music, though, this time? There's going to be nothing but. Mwah. I love <laughs> it, baby. All right. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>